The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one. Welcome all. It is the NFC East Mixtape, the greatest crossover presented to you in the history of all crossovers. You can hear us on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network, SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content, uh, the Bleeding Green Nation Podcast Network, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content, Hogs Haven, where you can get Washington Commanders content, or Big Blue View, where you can get New York Giants content. We are truly unique, and then you can hear us in each of these four specific places. I say we. I am RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. You can also see our beautiful faces on on the Bleeding Green Nation or Blogging the Boys YouTube channels. Brandon, it's going to be a fun week for us. RJ, what song is stuck in your head right now? Oh, um, I actually um, think you're going to hate my answer. I really don't want to give you the answer, actually. Let's hear it. Well, That's my the point dog, of the podcast, like talking about things. Um, so there is a um, an effect... Um, so I've been talking a lot about TikTok and Instagram reels, uh, in our like work environments. And uh, I've been like putting an emphasis on those things. And, um, so there's a really popular sound effect right now on TikTok. People use the song Angel Eyes by ABBA. You ever heard this song before? I mean, maybe, but I can't think of it. Uh, it's really old, but it's like a, a mixed version. It's kind of like faster. It sounds kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks singing it, um, and, and you, you, you uh, did you see Chippendales, right? Uh, but the effect is, or the like the trend is um, you thinking about something that has happened a long time ago that you need to let go already. Uh, the last one I actually saw was a guy in a dolphin's jersey, and the sound effect was on, and, and like the caption said, Why are you still thinking about a random running back? It's been five years already, and then it cut to highlights of Jay Ajayi. Uh, so like that's the whole thing. So that song is stuck in my head from that uh, that trending effect. So that's my answer. For me, it is also a remix. Funny enough, it is the Stranger Three Things uh, season four trailer music. For some reason, uh, oh, I think I was listening to um, you know the Kate Bush song. I'm not going to spoil the show. Obviously, if there's a Kate Bush song uh, involved in season four, it's the one where. Um, you know, it's it's a key part of the. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it. But it's a key part. You definitely would recognize it if you heard it, RJ. Uh, but anyway, I came up with like related songs and the uh, the trailer music, which is uh, a remix of Journey's um, "Separate Ways," and it's like really epic. It's great. I've been listening to it all day. It's such a good like. You can listen to the remix and like just know this was built for a trailer, just because of like the dramatic uh, music. I wish it could be the intro to this pod. Honestly, I, I really like it. You very, very famously gave us the actual Stranger Things theme song last week. Can you do it again? Well, we we got DC, DMCA'd, I think, because uh, it was too close to the real thing, so um, I can't do it again. But uh, but it was a, obviously a very good impersonation. Uh, I mentioned I was re-watching season three last week. Shout out to uh, the incomparable Seamus. Just like, like, kind of like Kobe, just one word, Seamus, uh, who told me that he re-watched all of seasons one through three in a week, which I thought was pretty incredible. Um, so I did start season four. I'm still in the very first episode. Um, as you know, they're, they're kind of beefy, so they, they take a little bit of time to, to get through. Uh, but, um, but so we're here to talk about the NFC East. Shockingly, um, that would not be understood if you paid attention to the first three minutes i guess um and uh it's the th off season baby it we're is off the script so we have a, a few off script things to get to but before we do um i mentioned it's an interesting week 
BLG and I both have some traveling that is going to be happening over the course of the next few weeks, so we will not be able to handle any sort of breaking news. And we'll be straight up with you. Uh, so this episode, Brandon, we're recording on Tuesday, June 7th, a little bit later than we wanted to, actually. Uh, this is dropping on Wednesday the 8th. This Thursday, the 9th, we're going to record the episode for next week. And then we'll also record the following week's episode a few days early as well. So, you know, trying to make things happen because we love the NFC's mixtape listeners and, and we want to make sure that they are properly fed and, and properly taken care of. You know what I mean? I don't know if you want to tell people what, where you're going, RJ, for, but for me... Uh, I need people's help here. I'm a man of the people, as everyone says. And I'm going to San Diego, uh, where the home of my Chargers, uh, once upon a time. Maybe I'll I'll see Justin Herbert when I'm there. Probably not, because he's probably not there. There's literally no reason to see him there, right? Mm -hmm. He's just feeling really nostalgic for a team he didn't even play for, and he's going to be there. He's he's like a surfer guy. I feel like he could be out there surfing. Anyway, West Coast guy. Anyway, going to go to San Diego. So if you happen to live there or have been there, you have any good recommendations, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Brandon Gallon. I want to, I want to, I always, you know, big food guy, obviously. So let me know if you like any food spots, but beyond that, everyone says the zoo. So don't just like say the mm-hmm. zoo. Cause I've heard of that before. Or fish tacos. Um, Cause you're going to San Diego, right? Like fish tacos is big. Uh, carne asada fries are like really big there. That's like the, the top thing. So those are all great, but like obviously in and out, I want to try for the first time. Cause I've never had it. You've never uh, had so. it. Interesting. I've just never had the opportunity to like I've never been close to an in and out. I've been on the West Coast before, but that was more like Pacific Northwest, um, mm. not necessarily prime in and out country, or at least I, we didn't come across any when I was out there. So if you have any recommendations, I would appreciate them. OK, well, so you're heading to San Diego. I am not. I am heading to Oklahoma. Uh, first trip with the baby. Uh, see some family. Uh, it's a few days trip, obviously, because uh, you got to you know, drive a long distance with a six month old. You know, just take some time. So um, I don't have any in and outs that I'll be visiting, although there will be some uh, along the way. There are, I don't know if you know this, there's several in and outs throughout Texas. Uh, so, um, you know, it might, who knows? You know, you never Those know. Those are like where the closest th- ones to me here on the East Coast. Yeah. Really, um, yeah. You never know where the open road will take you. I did want to say one thing before I got to the other one thing before the actual episode. <laughs> um, when you were asking about songs, I was going to ask you, what is a song that if you think of it, you specifically think not of the song, but of like a scene from a movie or a TV show, because I have the right answer. Okay, and why don't you go first? So my answer is uh, the song Come Sail Away by Styx. Um, I don't even think about the song when I hear it, Mm. obviously. I think about the, uh, well, I guess season, but also series finale to uh, Freaks and Geeks, uh, a show that you were on. Seth Rogen uh, was on that show. And so um, there, the kids are at the dance. Very kind of Stranger Things vibe Freaks and Geeks had. Uh, so uh, I think of that scene when they're um, – actually, I don't know if it was the finale. I don't know. But whatever. I think of that episode. Everybody knows that episode I'm talking about. Um, so do you have a moment that you think of with a certain song? This is like a very kind of Tarantino uh, lending question because obviously, you know, there's a lot of good – uh, pairings in his movies. I don't actually remember the song though, but whatever the one is when he's like looking for the weapons uh, in the thrift or whatever the store that was, um, and he gets like the samurai sword, that's probably one, mm. but I can't remember the song. So that kind of goes against that. Um, maybe one uh, that I do remember is The Times They Are a Changing by one Bob Dylan in Watchmen in the beginning of that movie uh, when someone is fighting the comedian. Uh, that one sticks out to me. Okay. Good answer. Um, okay, so the actual one last thing to get to before um, today's show and today's subject was inspired by Brandon. Actually, the next two were uh, BLG doing some heavy lifting around here. And the last two. Right. The um, 50 before I, that. I said you were doing some. Uh, that's not true. Uh, but um, the listeners don't know that. Well, speaking of the listeners, you said that you're men of the people. We're men of the people. That could actually be the name of the show. Men of the people. Um, I want to extend just personally some heartfelt gratitude for all of the times I was tagged on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and yes, Brandon, even TikTok um, during the video. Like, I, I don't think we have to say it. Like, the video. Actually, there were two. Uh, but, but you the definitely Russell, have to say it. The Russell Wilson videos, there were so many people who asked, please do this on the mixtape. Please like, or like, I, some of the best responses were like, what is this? Is this is Russell Wilson doing an RGO Cho impersonation? Like those are some of the best. I know that they were in your mentions too. Uh, what what a what a weird phenomenon that we have inspired here on the mixtape is is this Russell Wilson kind of niche uh, level of fandom. 
RJ is wearing his orange shirt. We in the orange, the baby. We, we, in, we, in, we in the orange. We in the orange. I, that was the that was honestly the dumbest line to me. Like of all the things he said, what does that mean? We in the orange. Like when you're wearing your white or navy jersey, are you less in the orange? Like are, are like are you less cool? Um, just wow. But okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Russ is a meme. You always talk about like becoming the meme or being the meme. Russ mm-hmm. is just he's not a person. He is he's transcended human uh existence human being existence to just being a meme. He's actually a comedian because he blends with like the meme that he needs to be at any particular moment. You know what I'm saying? Like cuz he's corporate meme, he's player meme, he's locker room meme, he's like on-field meme. He is a comedian. That is what Russell Wilson is. He so. is uh inter- interview E on the SB Nation NFL show with stats uh, meme as well. Uh, he, he does it all. Um, so I promised people that I would do the impersonation, uh, but it is a two-part um, play. What? <laughs> well, because the main video that we were – because there was the one with uh, where he was with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. That's where he said, we in the orange, baby. Uh, got, got my jersey on. Like, But anyway, um, the main <laughs> video was the Broncos country let's ride. But, Brandon, the part that I'm asking you to play and that every listener's joy rides on you playing, unless you do, if you don't agree to this, then it doesn't happen, uh, is the, I don't know if it was like, you know, coordinator, director, producer, like on the other side of the camera that was like, one more time, you know, she's given him the instruction on, on what to do. So you have to fill that role and I will be Russell Wilson if you're down for this. Of course. Yeah, we can't let the listeners down. I want you to know, though, I specifically did wear this shirt for this episode because I know that. We, I we know. <laughs> of okay, How could you not? Okay. I mean, we, we in the orange. So, okay. Um, you need to tell me action, and then I'm going to shoot several versions of Broncos Country Let's Ride. And then you got to, like, kind of just coach me through that, and then we'll land this plane together. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, why not? In three, two, action. Broncos Country Let's Ride. All right. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. I like that one, but let's do it one more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Why not one more time? It's are you if you can give me like what what kind of what kind of energy are you looking for? Because I, I need I, I need to harness like that. Like I need one more time. Like the fighter, I can. I need I can, one more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. You nailed it, Russ. You got it. You know, that's the thing. I, you know, Russ, Russ, I, I, he nails things. Um, and, and, and me, I just, I'm just a piece in, in the play that is Russell Wilson. You know, there's, there's Russ and then there's Russell. And when the two of them come together, it is, it's like the Milky Way. Um, it's a universe and it's a universe of, of, of agony in one way, but also beauty and joy and pride and, I just I love to live at the center of that universe. Um, in, in in my mind, I'm I'm always constantly harnessing how what it means to be a champion. And I think that you can be a champion in multiple universes. I was a champion in the universe of Seattle, and now I'm a, a cha- you know, and I, I'm a champion in in business and in, in entertainment and uh, ho- hopefully 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 theater um, and, and and film and and television. And I'm I'm so inspired. And so um, I don't know you know it's just Broncos country. That's right. It's such a crime that Russ is not in the <laughs> NFC East. Like, here's, you know, we're being robbed of even more. I mean, we're doing pretty great getting as much as content <laughs> yeah, as we are out of him. We've got our fill, certainly, on Russ's content. Um, but, yeah, I um, what a time. See, like, like it, I actually think the Broncos are in on the meme, too. Like, there's no way they share that specific clip unless they're, like, you know, they're just steering into the skid at this point. It was kind of awkward, too. Just like, <laughs> it was... I don't know. If I'm a Broncos fan, do I look at that and be like, yeah, I'm fired up. Russ is on the team. It's just like, oh, this is like kind of weird. And he really is cheesy, which is fine. Again, I've never I realized really how awkward the word Broncos is. Because the, the k in the middle is such like a different, it's like a harsh syllable. You know what I mean? Like the Bronc. You know, there well, was something that like go Hawks ended on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Bronc, it's just, it's like, it's a gross sound. It's hard to do. Shout out to the Ryder Bronx. Where that's B R O, so Broncos without the O. That's uh, the college mascot for the team of the town I grew up in in New Jersey. The o, like B O or like the multiple O's. Like they took out the the final O, so it's just oh, so Bronx. Bronx. Instead of Broncos, they're just See, Bronx. I would think that Bronx would also have like a K, like B R O N. No, and it's not like New York, like you know the Bronx with an X. 
Oh, dude, that's and you're so close there, like proximity wise. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope that lived up. It was really gonna. I knew it was gonna be hard to live up to people's expectations. So, um, okay. Uh, the actual NFC East subject today, Brandon, tell us what it is. We should just do a show one time where we're like, all right, we have a show for you today, and then we don't <laughs> talk about it at all. Honestly, <laughs> that's kind of what this is. It's like it's called every episode. It's a but, little um, of what this is. Um, um, people like the ahead. banter. It's fine. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the, the premise, the concept for this show is if you had a vial of true serum and you were able to inject it into – and obviously, you know, it's not harming anyone. It, it's just – uh, no physical pain. It's just you're trying to get the truth. Not not like there. the end of season three of Stranger Things where mm. Steve and... Um, wow, spoiler. Hey, I mean, you haven't seen season three at this point. I mean, that's on you. That's not me. Anyway, um, yeah. So who would you kind of inject it into? And then what would you ask them is kind of the premise. And we can, you know, I don't think we need to limit ourselves necessarily to one if we have multiple good premises here. But and it's our podcast, we can make the rules. But I thought this would be kind of an interesting activity because don't you don't you want to do this? Like, don't you want to be yeah. able to ask some of these people just like that one question that like you you feel like you know how they would respond, but they can't because of certain you know optics that they have to maintain in public. Uh, and obviously, many times when coaches and GMs are on the podium, they can't say how they truly feel, but you like suspect or you know maybe how they feel in reality. So I would like to just be able to get the truth and get it on the record okay um do you want me to go first do you go first this is your idea like i don't take your thunder like you know why don't uh i go first then since it's no, my idea selfish yet. wow okay and we'll start with the eagles because why not uh, uh and wow is that a snore it sounded like a different uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> you know I, uh like a static howie, howie roseman uh he, he texts me reminds me all the time you know I'm, almost drafted me in 2012 you know <laughs> uh gotta say i'm grateful you know everything everything works out for a reason and uh and, and now i'm here yeah broncos country that's right so. and that, the biggest obvious question with the eagles is like is Jalen Hurts really the guy and i want to know and i want to so i'm probably maybe into jeffrey Lurie is who i'm injecting this mm. truth serum into because he's ultimately the one making the decision and he's the one who like was reportedly behind the Jalen hurts pick which was significant obviously like him being his backer and I think obviously Larry likes a lot of the tangibles and things about him, but at the same time, Jeffrey Larry, under the ownership of his team, and he has basically said outright, like he is obsessed with having like an elite passing offense, an elite quarterback. Like, and Jalen Hurts like, has not been those things to this point. And even the best version of Jalen Hurts, I don't know if he looks like that. So I really want to know like, like to what extent he believes in them and kind of branching out into that. I also want to know like how annoyed maybe Jeffrey Lurie was slash Howie Roseman. Cause I've, I've heard, I already gotten the sense that Howie Roseman was annoyed that he couldn't get a meeting with Deshaun Watson, even and not necessarily saying they were definitely going to trade for him. If, if he would green light the trade to Philly, but they had the ammo for it. And, and I want to know what uh, they would have given up to get him. So kind of, on Hertz and Watson is my thing. I think those are very fair questions. And I think those are more applicable to the like current state of the Eagles, which is fine. Um, I approach this exercise more from like an existential one. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it's, it's right, whatever right. scope. It doesn't have to be current. Um, but I, if you, so if you're like, here's the thing, like I actually, in hindsight, I think we should have limited it to a number of questions, but cause if you have to ask a Jalen Hurts question, I don't know that I would, I mean, you wouldn't know better than me, but I wouldn't burn it on Jeffrey Lurie. I would burn it on Howie. Like my question about that would be like, how much do you really believe in him? Like, like, again, this, like we're talking like truth serum. If it isn't obvious, like these people have to give their like, you know, ultimately like purely honest opinions. I would love to ask Kai Roseman, like, wh where, like, where do you think Jalen Hurts ranks in the NFL? Cause like I don't think he thinks it's that high, I, but I think I think he's smart enough to realize the like you know cost you know benefit analysis towards like keeping him at this moment in time. But I would love to hear him you know frankly say I think he's probably like the twentieth best quarterback in the NFL on a good day, and 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 we're you know we're we're fine adjusting around that. We acknowledge the division we play in is not that difficult. We're still somewhat sort of rebuilding. Um, that would be my question for Howie Roseman, like if I have to ask a Jalen Hurts specific question. But I have other questions to be clear. I would also, for not looking at current, I would also be like, "Do you regret not keeping Nick Foles?" <laughs> because I feel or like the Doug answer Peterson. Has... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they regret that one. I don't. I would be surprised if they said yes, but uh, definitely hurts because, or um, definitely Foles because I don't think they do actually, especially because I mean, you look at what Nick Foles has been. Well, he's, he's with Frank Reich now, and right, if Matt Ryan right. goes down, then they're going to win right. the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, it's just different when he plays in Philly, is what basically everyone says. And I'm not trying to disparage Nick Foles, but like, I just don't know how you can ignore him being benched for Carter Minshew and Mitchell Trubisky and being like, well, it would have been totally different here. Like, that's a little uh, too much cognitive dissonance for me. Another one that I wrote down here, RJ, because I wrote down multiple ones, uh, was, and I guess this is for Lurie. Uh, do you feel like Nick Sirianni gives the Eagles an edge? Like, mm. like, and do first of all, do you even really care about that? Because it seems to me like I don't think they really care about the coach a ton, which is a weird thing to say. But I think you know, looking at like Doug and Sirianni, I think they just want a guy basically that they can control and not necessarily be like a total puppet. But they certainly want the coach to be like very limited in scope, as opposed to Chip Kelly and like and or like you know, let's say uh, I don't know who's like who's another like Matt Rule, like, you know, one of these coaches who like really run the show and aren't just a coach. Um, I feel like they don't really think coach matters as much as a lot of other teams do. So I want to, but beyond that, even just the importance of him, I want to know what they feel like like is special about Nick Sirianni, um, and not just like you know, oh he's a great locker room guy, but actually you know like in game day and that kind of stuff. Um, or if whatever, if that's the edge, the locker room thing is the answer, then that's fine. I don't really agree with that, but that's fine. Um, because I think I, I'm not, I've really never been like, like super pro Sirianni or super, or like really anti Sirianni. I really haven't been at any point. I kind of lean more positive than negative. Cause I just don't think he is super important. Like ultimately in the, in the big picture here in this organization. And I don't think he is anything to like feel super strongly about. That's part of it. I, like, I don't, I don't. Who is better at their respective job, like relative to the field, Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts? I think it's I think it's close. I think it's close. I think they're like similar. I tiers. think it's Nick Sirianni. I think I think it could be Sirianni. I probably if I'm if I have to pick between the two, I'd say Sirianni. But like, I just I don't think he, I think he's fine, totally fine head coach. But I don't think he's like special or anything. And that's that hmm. doesn't necessarily matter. Um, I don't know that you necessarily need a special head coach to win a Super Bowl as much as you need a special quarterback. But uh, I guess another part of this question is it's multiple questions than a question, but like, would you go after an elite head coach if they were available? Like, let's mm. say the Eagles are kind of like disappointing this year. Let's say they go, I don't know, eight and nine. Are they going after Sean Payton? Because they've been interested to be rumored at him in that the would past. Be, like, would they make that move? It would be Namdi Asimwa and Sean Payton. Dudes, the Cowboys wanted to the Eagles guy. Same results, obviously. Um, yeah, or, or like something I've thought about too, like along those lines, this is a different thing, but like, what if, you know, like everybody's like, oh yeah, the Seahawks are going to move on from Pete Carroll. What if Pete Carroll wants to coach? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is there nobody who would take Pete Carroll? You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's I, a I've, team. There's definitely that, a That's team. what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not like advocating for Pete Carroll, but like it, that would be, he would be kind of like, kind of Mike McCarthy-ish. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like the lure, I think, uh, when McCarthy was, was making his rounds. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. You have obviously the better ones when it comes to the Eagles. I have a few kind of like ones I'll blitz through. Um, Nick Sirianni, I, I mean, like now that we're here, I have to be, I, I just have to like, is the visor you know highlighter thing authentic or, <laughs> or like I, I have to know you know what i mean like i can't not ask at this point in time i would love to ask jalen rager who do you blame the most like if you have like who you have, if you have to blame somebody who do you blame the most for the way your career has gone with the philadelphia eagles like who do you think he would say i would say like the coaching staff or something no, I like think... i need one person i want you like what single person i mean the Doug Peterson, because apparently the coaching staff argued to draft him, and mm. he—I don't know—maybe like, he wishes he wasn't drafted as high because, I mean, not actually because you make more money when you're drafted higher, but just in terms of expectation, I don't know. If we allowed him to answer a group of people, so like the coaching staff qualifies, do you think that, like, in I'm talking seriously, he would be like Eagles fans? But yeah, possibly for sure. Yeah. Mm. Ben Simmons knows a thing or two. I don't um, think he would be very reflective is my point. I would love to ask Jason Kelsey how much of your outward personality is like part of the, I don't want to say the bit of like playing in Philadelphia, but like leaning into the 
Okay, I'm not like saying he's inauthentic, but like how how much he of really you, isn't. Yeah, no, I know, but like how much of you is outgoing even more so because of the market you play in? You know, like because if he if he's this exact same, and again, I'm not doubting like his authenticity, but if he's this same exact person for the Jaguars or the Vikings, like it does not have the same effect. Like maybe he regresses. You know what I mean? Like and is a little bit more inward. So like how much of the place you play for like has that? riled up or accentuated or accented who you are and like the way you you know kind of operate publicly i would like to know that yeah i mean it, it's probably part of it's like just being in the city or like being around this culture and him being influenced by it him being here since what 2011 2012 now um for 10 years like you know you move to a different city you're probably going to ingratiate yourself at some level and kind of take on that culture so yeah i think that's part of it um okay uh the last one i would ask would be to uh, I guess Jeff Lurie, and it would be, how does it feel to have the Dallas Cowboys live rent free in your mind? So that'd be my. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's really sad. Um, okay, um, let's move on. But before we keep this these questions up, I have one for you. I just saw Brandon. It is uh, Tuesday night, at least. It is Dollar Dog Night at Minute Maid Park yes. for the Houston Astros? Um, and they've asked people, could you eat nine hot dogs in yeah. nine innings? Um, Easily. Could, but like. Not even a question. But hang on. Easily. You, you you have to eat one per inning. So you yeah. can't you can't just like load up on five and then like sit for a little while like it's, yeah. you've you think you're good absolutely easily definitely how do you how do you dress your dog uh it depends I mean if it's a dollar dog like that then I'm not putting anything on it so I'm trying to get them all down oh um, dude gross like you got to have at least a ketchup or something yeah but I'm saying like if I'm trying to make sure I do it I don't want to add extra stuff like that makes it more challenging mm-hmm. um but like if we're talking about just a regular setting um not a ketchup guy uh you know either chicago shout out chicago they don't do catch up there i really like the chicago dog to be honest i think mm. that is what like the spirit of that is what a hot dog should be because you know you just get a hot dog and maybe you put ketchup or whatever on it and it's just not enough or maybe you get two it's just not but it feels like not as fulfilling as it should be whereas the chicago dog has the pickle spear on it has the tomato has the celery salt has the sport peppers has the onions on there uh, I think there's mustard on there. It has all that, and it just works together. It's and it feels very like satisfying and fulfilling. And it's like, wow, this was like an actual meal item as opposed to like I'm I'm still hungry. Um, okay. Um, a cheese dog is also really good, by the way. Brats are better than hot dogs. Like hot dogs in general, kind of. Meh, you know what I mean? I generally agree with that. Um, on back to your uh, West Coast uh, subject. I speaking of the Astros, I saw their first game back um, at Dodger Stadium after they won the World Series. Uh, there and I've had a Dodger dog, not that big of a deal. Like you know, mm. just you know, whatever. Um, Real Jason Bateman, you are right. Let's go to the uh, the. You commanders. know what that means. You definitely know the reference. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, but my dog's barking in the background. So I'm a little bit distracted by that. Um, let's move to the Commanders. We'll save the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Brandon. Uh, this I'm reading a tweet from George Wallace uh, that came out on Monday. The Commanders announced game themes for the upcoming year, including recognizing the Hogs and the unveiling of a new mascot in Week 17. We have to wait <laughs> all the way until Week 17 for the mascot. The team says there will be a season-long fan engagement to help select the mascot. Oh, that totally went well last time. Uh, details later this summer. Other highlights include the debut of the marching band. <laughs> and revamped fight song on August 13th homecoming weekend. Cause it's high school all of a sudden uh, against the Packers. Uh, totally going to win that game on October 30th, a blackout game against the Vikings on November 6th and a whiteout game against the Cowboys in the finale. Uh, so stands to reason the Cowboys will be wearing Navy uh, that particular day. My question would be to Jason Wright. How much do you really put in like how much thought do you really put into this like because it's clearly not a lot and i i think that that he is i i don't like want to tear him down but i think he gets a lot of credit and i think by not being dan snyder you get a lot of credit um but i i, I mean like i think he's really bad at this job like like all this stuff is so lame i mean and, and people act like it's like an and i realize the bar is really low there um but it's just it's not great what was the name of the guy who tweeted that out again you said something uh i moved on i'm looking for it again so you can have it uh it uh was george wallace at g wallace related to william wallace i don't know do you want to know okay uh anyway uh yeah so that's your question it's funny because i think we're all in a similar theme here for washington it's not it's like, like why? Don't wanna, like why? Why, why we, do you? Why are you the way you are? T- sort of thing. Right. Well, it's bigger picture, right? It's not like we're asking Ron Rivera about the like, Terry McLaurin. Like, who cares? Like, that doesn't matter. Like, that's not like that's not really a needle mover. It's more about like the the 
bigger picture of the franchise. Although I do want to ask Ron Rivera if I, I guess one question and I'd be like, do you really think you're going to be the team to face Carson Wentz? And why do you think that? Like, I, I need him to answer that to me. With true like, I, it's, it's insane. We've talked about this point like a million times. Everyone brings it up, but it's just, it's crazy. It is insane how he, two teams have moved on from him. And you're like, no, we got this. Like, we definitely are going to make this work. Like, <laughs> what would make you think that? I would love to ask Ron Rivera. Um, and let me be very clear here that I'm talking about things that are not crimes. And, and there are obviously some that are that, you know, this franchise is accused of. But so like of the like memeable things that have happened, because there's a lot of those too, which one are you the most embarrassed by? Because obviously, again, like if, if we're like being real, there are like life altering things to be embarrassed and humiliated by when it comes to this franchise. And in no way am I trying to make light of that. But as far as like, you know, the like the benches thing, fighting on the benches, like stuff like that. Like, what are you the most embarrassed by? Like, what would the answer even be? So along these lines, my second of two questions I've written down for Washington is for Tanya Snyder, uh, oh. Dan Snyder's wife. And the question is very simple. Are you proud of your husband? Mm. I mean, like, I don't even know that we would have a long list of questions for Dan Snyder. Like, if we're if we're lumping him in here, because again, it would just be like, why? It would be like, like, what are you ashamed of yourself? Like, you know, like that. That would be my. Actually, if if we're really asking questions, I would love to ask like, how much is the NFL supporting you? Like, how how much are the the owners and you know Commissioner Goodell allegedly, hypothetically, potentially supporting you? Like, how much how much of this are you not responsible for? Or as far as the cover up or whatever is concerned, um, I do I think know. it's a low key concern that like he is going to get kicked out, and that'd be really bad for really good for Washington fans. Really bad potentially, you know. It's you know no guarantee a, a owner comes in and they're great, but they're like they're they're going to be better than Dan Snyder. Basically, like there's a very good chance whoever buys that team and takes over, even if they're like still dumb and aren't great, they're going to be better than Dan Snyder. Yeah, I mean, he's he's weighing them down, like, in every sense. Um, is there anything, it worse. Is there anything – I would love to ask. I don't know who we direct this question to. Like, that's part of the mystery of this team. But, like, do you regret letting Kirk Cousins walk? I know that you would laugh at that, but, like, that's a legitimate question. Like, when you look at what's happened to them. Well, I mean, it wasn't just up to them, though. Like, he well, okay, do you regret the way that whole thing was handled? Like, okay, do you regret sure. not, not paying him, you know, more, like, up front, you know, instead of letting things draw and, and stretch out the way that they did to the point that they became untenable with Kirk as well? I think right. I think you, the answer has to be yes. Do you, And I would love to know, do you regret the RG3 trade? Like, the answer has to be yes, doesn't it? Like, was it really worth the 2012 division title? No. Mm. I mean, it's easy to say that with hindsight. I think the process of the trade wasn't terrible in terms of like if RG3 never gets hurt, and he did. So, you know, that's so the hindsight. The, but maybe like, you regret rushing him back or letting him rush himself. Yeah. Back I think there's a world yeah. where, yeah, he doesn't, they don't, and obviously a world where he's in a better, you know, more stable environment that, because I think his ego got out of control too after his rookie season. So, yeah, I think there's a world where like that trade looks good. Um, it, it's not, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a total foolish trade from the jump. Um, do you remember who um, Washington played in week one of the 2013 season that he came back for? Remember, it was like, all oh, this, is he going to miss any time? Blah, blah, coming back. Do you yeah, it was who the Eagles. Did? It was Chip Kelly's debut. I know. Okay, I was making sure you remember. Do you remember um, the T-shirt that RG3 was wearing? Um, was it like that- his logo, his shield thing? It wasn't, uh, but it was like part of it, it's it's ironic. I'll tell you that right now, um, especially given everything that happened. <laughs> Do I remember the shirt that RG3 was wearing nine years ago? No, I don't. Uh, well, that's your fault. Um, it said Operation Patience on it. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, what's more is he was fined $10,000 for it because this was back. Not that the NFL's loosened uniform, you know, stickling like that um but uh or being sticklers for it rather uh but they they were much worse um which is impossible to believe but they were um so they they find him ten thousand dollars but yeah his whole thing was operation patience because he was supposedly being patient in his recovery which we obviously know that he wasn't um so um i would love to ask jason Wright. i mean i want to go back to that do you regret the way you handled sean taylor's retirement like his jersey retirement like that, the answer to that has to be yes and i but i would love to know why like i would love to know what do you regret about that specifically right what would you have done differently and 
Like, how did it happen? Like, why did all those bad, like, why did, how did those things happen? How were they allowed to happen? What, what, like, how would you fix it if you could do it again? Like, to make sure that those things didn't happen. Uh, and we've talked about that before. But for those people who, for some reason, don't know what I'm talking about, it's just, you know, they basically, they put, like, his family in front of, like, porta-potties to pose for a picture. And there's just, like, a lot of messed up things. And they let people, they, they had, like, rope, they had painted 21 um, on the field, like, on the uh, sidelines, like, the corners of them. And they had roped them off, but then let people stand on them, <laughs> including Patrick Mahomes' brother, which led to, like, a whole mm-hmm. thing. That's the other thing, too. Like, they picked, like again this goes back to like high school homecoming you pick a, a game that you think you're gonna win right like that's the whole point right like we want to like we, everyone wants to enjoy the dance and like you know have a good time so like why are you picking the packers game as homecoming this year why did you pick the chiefs game last year to like retire sean taylor's jersey like it's just dumb um so um hey it is what it is um okay you ready for the giants and we'll save the cowboys well, I want to take a quick break, RJ, because I know you love me throwing the break. Like, when we're on I'm going to take a break. We're, we're going to take a break, but the YouTube audience is not going to understand that. So this is just for the podcast audience. We're taking a break right now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Brandon, um, you're lying to the YouTube audience, but what did you do during the break? Well, that's the thing. This is the incentive to watch the YouTube, so you don't have to worry about the break. So it's just a little, you know, it's a bonus. But, you know, you have to include all the audiences here. So during the break, I actually knitted a scarf in the middle. Do you of know summer. how to knit? For real? No, I don't. My grandma does. Shout out to my grandma. Um, shout out to your grandma. Uh, question uh, before we get back to this. Um, I'm going to be driving a lot, obviously, as mentioned. You're going to be uh, I imagine there's a flight involved uh, to San Diego. I will not um, be walking to San Diego or driving. Yes. Well, you know, I would walk. Um, is it 500 miles? 500 um, miles. Walk, yeah. Um, what is like the ideal road trip snack for both a flight and a car ride? So like, like you're, you're, but no, okay. Let's focus on the flight part. So, mm. cause it, it can be something that you can like pack up, you know, as you're walking from like terminal to terminal, it doesn't have to be something you specifically eat on one plane ride. So I'm a big food guy, but I'm also a big anxiety guy. So I'm not like necessarily the, like I'm fine once I get on the plane. I'm not one of these people that gets nervous about flying so much as I get nervous about TSA. Um, I would just feel like I'm going to do something wrong somehow, even though yeah. I am not and I'm totally fine. I just feel some really stressed this out. Recorded conversation, NSA. He- he's not a threat just so you know or once i get like just the anxiety of like not being able to find my gate once i like get to my gate and i'm there i'm totally fine but i just all that stress i i have a hard time eating because like, i'm just too focused and also like i don't want to have to use the bathroom on the flight i don't want to do mm-hmm. that so i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to eat if i'm going to eat anything because like you know it's a longer flight or you know i didn't eat at all just something light to, to hold me over i've I got mean, the answer for you i've got jesus came to mind for me no nah, it's the wrong answer the right answer is not a pretzel, but you ever get the like cup of pretzel bites? You know what I'm talking about? Sure. They're like little like pretzel nuggets. It's mm. it's like they take they take bits of the pretzel. Like that's your answer right there, baby. You're welcome. Pretzels are good. Not opposed to it. Uh, but not the crunchy ones. A soft pretzel. Soft what pretzel about, bites. How do you like the uh, the peanut uh, the peanut butter pretzels? Like the pretzels that are that have peanut butter in them. I uh, like the little ones. Look, you know, like the bites, not the, like yeah, whole, like look, yeah. they're fine. Okay, like here's they're the a good one. I actually, this is a different take that I'm kind of workshopping. I think we put peanut butter on too much stuff. I love peanut mm. butter, but like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't think the appeal of it is like amazing. Like, um, 
I said a little while ago, uh, why are you the way that you are? Like the very famous um, office line. Like I never, the, the, the office episode where they like have the pretzels, I never have ever got like gotten the appeal of that. Like I've never thought like, oh man, I wish I had that. Like I'm, I like, that sounds awful to me. No, but like dressed up like that with like peanut butter and like caramel, and, like whatever. Like that sounds so terrible to me. Like that sounds messy. Like that's, well, I'm going to yeah. have to wash my hands for like five minutes after eating that thing. Like it's not. I want a savory hot pretzel too, personally. Like, yeah, like I want a soft pretzel, and I wanted, I want it like maybe like dipped in like cinnamon powder, like sugary powder. Mm. Like that's what I want. Yeah, people like the cinnamon sugar pretzel. To me, I just want give me the salt. Um, but you know they do other fun things like the pepperoni pretzel. I just, I just need the salt. Auntie Anne's classic. You go to the mall, hot summer day. You get the pretzel. You get the uh, lemonade, icy, slushy thing. Just, Mm. it's a, it's a great time. My question for John Mara. in hindsight, when should you have moved on from Eli Manning? That's so funny that you make to choose this. Uh, two of my questions have to do with like looking back. I, I did come up with one for current just because I thought it'd be like, okay, what could I possibly ask if I had to now? Um, but I have, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Because I want him, I want Mara on that, the that, record. No, that's a that's a waste of a question. Because like this no. goes back, no, because this goes back to the old Seinfeld trope. They're like, it's not a lie if you believe it. They believe it. Like I don't you know, know if he really does. That's the I thing. Totally I totally think he does. But go, I so don't know. Totally disagree. Okay. I, I mean, you could be right, and he might say yes anyway. But I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance that he doesn't actually believe it. And mm. and imagine if even if it's a small chance, imagine if he said it. Because then, like, he's, is he going in the Hall of Fame if the Giants owner, or maybe he still is, and that's dumb. But I, I would just love that. I would love the optics of the Giants owner admits that Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. That would be great to me. I would love um, – this is, has nothing to do with, like, honesty, but I would love to, like, catch them with something. I would love to for them to, like, say, like, at a dinner or something and then be like, well, so-and-so is not a Hall of Famer because he doesn't have this. Like, You know what I mean? Like, right. And then, like, we could, like, catch – we could be like, gotcha. Yeah. Like, I would love that so much. We, uh, we do, like, player A, player B, and we just, yeah. like, list the stats. Like, and player like, B oh, sucks. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Uh, and then, but then it would invariably, it would literally be like any argument online. He'd be like, "Yeah, well, Eli has two rings." You know, like um, he would literally like regress to that so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to ask Dave Gettleman, "Who do you blame the most?" I know he's not affiliated with the Giants, but like it's related to the Giants. Like, who, who do you think the answer is? Is it John Mayer? Is <laughs> himself? it himself? Is it well? <laughs> is it is it Dave Gettleman? I would love to ask Dave Gettleman, "Who do you blame the most?" Like, I would love to ask Dave Gettleman, "Who were you the most wrong on?" Imagine how like how disappointing it would be for him to say. But like, like that is just that is a that is a depressing question when you really think about it. Mine is still looking back, and it's: Are you ready to admit your two Super Bowl wins were flukes, uh, especially the 2011 run? Uh, maybe phrase it in a way again so we avoid the issue of you know they might just believe they weren't. Um, but again, I feel like there's a part of them that knows, especially again, especially the 2011 one. Like the first one, I think is a little less fluky. Uh, but this, the second one was just the biggest joke. I, uh, it's the biggest str- like string of luck I've ever seen maybe in the NFL. I agree. Um, I mean, there's a lot of I've, – I've done this what if before. Um, I don't know if you remember December 11th of that season, 2011. The Giants were at 18 well, – what was then Cowboy Stadium. Um, and won because Dan Bailey's uh, field goal at the very end of the game was blocked by Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know if you remember this. Um, and that kept the Giants season alive. And then they beat the Cowboys in the regular season finale. Like that, that, that season, that run, there, there are so many moments that you can point to, like, it almost fell off a cliff. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, oh, well, if not for that one thing, like there are so many moments where it almost happened. Like, um, I, uh, I tweeted about the Eagles run in somewhat of a joking way last week, um, and had a lot of Eagles fans in my mentions, um, but, like, when I think about the Eagles playoff game specifically in 2017, the only real, like, sliding doors one, like, moment is Julio Jones at the very end of the – was it the divisional round? Because um, they, like, beat the tar out of the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. And then the Super Bowl was just, like, great back and forth. Um, so, I think the Giants have a little bit more fluke to them. I'm with you. Um, what do we want to ask Daniel Jones or Saquon? Do you wish that you weren't drafted by this team? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, a good one. Um, that's a good one. I mean, it has to yes. like it, maybe it's like, hey, Daniel Jones, do you wish that you hadn't gone to Duke <laughs> because that like mm-hmm. set you up th- for this whole path right now? Um, wow. The last one I have for a current Giants 
thing is, uh, to what extent are you concerned about Kayvon Thibodeau's red flags? Because, you know, there was stuff that came up in the pre-draft process and maybe the answer is not at all, but I feel like there might be, you know, something and, and maybe it's a little bit, maybe the answer is not much, but yeah, we do acknowledge that. Uh, I think that's kind of an underrated thing. I think a lot of people were acting like all that stuff was BS and just other teams trying to get him to fall. And I don't really think that's the case. There might be some of that, but it, it's not like people were making stuff out of thin air to totally just trash him. Like there were some things there. There there was a reason he fell a little bit further than expected and wasn't necessarily the number one overall pick. So I would want to know about that. My last somewhat recent question or relevant current day for the Giants is how much do you really believe that you deserve to win the NFC East in 2020? You know I what I mean? Yeah. But like, right. They, they must really believe it. Like, you know, there was a lot of faux outrage. And so I would love to know, like, how wrong. Oh, 2020. Sorry, I thought you meant this year. Right, oh, right, yeah. right. Now, 2020. Um, okay, we're ready to move on to America's team. So, to the Dallas Cowboys. Wait a minute. To... I, you went first for the Eagles. So I get to go first for the Cowboys. Like, let's play Barry the game. Jones. Okay, so uh, I, would right, love to, I would love to ask Stephen Jones. I'd, I In a weird way, I'm almost like, I almost don't want to know the answer. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's at that point. But, like. There's so many Cowboys fans who will tweet and say things like, this team doesn't care about winning. All they care about is making money. And I have, like, even as upset as I've been with them, like, I can't rationally believe that. But this offseason, they have tested that, like, emotion for me, right? Like, it's it's easier to believe that than ever. So I would love to ask them that. But, like, I, I still, like, 97% of me thinks the answer is that, like, oh, yeah, we want to win. But, like, that 3% just, like, lurks in my mind. Like, I would, I would love yep. to ask, like, how much of your attention – is devoted on the business of this organization versus the on-field success of this organization. That would be how I would phrase it. Here is the verbatim what I have written down on my prep sheet question to Jerry Jones. And it is, would you rather the Cowboys be worth double their value moving forward and win no Super Bowls or drop significantly in value and win the Super Bowl? Wow. That's a really great one. Um, I don't want to know the answer. They're worth <laughs> what, like five billion? So, like doubling that is like a lot of freaking money. Like that's not like well, a small. That decision. would that would make you because they are obviously the most valuable sports franchise in the world. That would make them the most valuable by like more than a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it would it would be the widest margin to exist. You know, in that particular competition in the history of the world. So, uh, like, it's not just like, oh yeah, Super Bowl. No, like no, like it's not. Can't just easily turn down like five billion dollars. <laughs> Um, I'm looking for it right now because I don't know the exact um, quote off the top of my head. Um, but he was asked, Jerry, this I'm making sure here right now. Um, like recently, like in the last year, about you know the salary cap and things like that. And I really don't know if you know this, but he said you don't want to know the size of the check that I would write to win the Super Bowl. And, and he said something like, it would be embarrassing. It would be exorbitant. You know what I mean? Like, it would be whatever this and that. Like, okay. and pe pe people love to throw that quote around, like, uh, when it's, you know, like, I don't know, when Cowboy Cowboys don't sign insert player here because they wanted too much money. It's like, what did Jerry say? Like, <laughs> like he, he would, you know, um, and that's why, like, I always cheap. think it's, I think it's hilarious every year. And I, I'm not accusing you of this, but like the mainstream media will be like, well, Jerry will sign him. Jerry, Jerry will sign everybody. Like, yeah, that was true 20 years ago. Uh, that is not who they are anymore. Uh, that's a really good question. That's the best question you've come up with. I would love to ask Dak Prescott, how comfortable or how involved were you with the decision to move on from Amari Cooper? Right. And in a weird way, uh, because I trust that Dak that much, if he were to be like, you know what, it was, and this is all hypothetical, to be very clear, but if he were to be like, it was totally my idea, like I wanted it, like I was down for whatever, I would I would immediately feel so much better about it. You know what I mean? But And I would, in the same way, feel like so much worse if he was like, I had no idea, like they blindsided me, like it was just crazy. But it's kind of like, sure. you remember when the Saints traded away Jimmy Graham and it was like, Drew Brees is going to be so pissed. It's like, you think the Saints traded away Jimmy Graham without consulting, you know, Drew Brees first? Yeah, like surprise, uh, he just wakes up one morning and he's like, yeah, oh, wow. Like Drew, like Drew Brees like, what the hell like what you know like no and so i i would love to know like his level of involvement in that i mean i don't know if you saw this story but dak um dak called jalen tolbert ahead of the draft just because there was a possibility that the cowboys might pick him and called a few different draft prospects obviously you know not everyone you know was, was selected by the cowboys but so if dak is that involved and i'm just 
purely speculating here, but if he's that involved in the hypothetical drafting of a rookie with a top 100 pick, he is seemingly, therefore, to like the same sort of degree involved in the departure of what has been his number one wide receiver for the bulk of his time as like this statistically successful franchise quarterback. I would like the Mark Cooper one. I think that's a good one. Good one by you. Ah, yeah, it's a great job by me. I would love to know um, how – I guess I would ask Jerry this, or maybe I would ask Jason Garrett this, maybe Steven. Um, how much of you really thought that Jason Witten was a great football player when you brought him back? And how, how, much, of you was, <laughs> how much of you was just like letting him do it because he wanted to? Like, I would love to know that. I think they, when he was gone, they watched the clip of him running without his helmet on. They're like, oh, we got to get that guy. <laughs> that guy just loves, he just knows how to play football, man. If that game uh, had not happened in Philadelphia, you would hate that clip so much less. Just it, no, it's record. just so, it's not about the clip. It's about just the reaction. Like, oh, wow. Like, this is like incredible. Like, what was he supposed to like do? Like, just stop? I, like, I'm kneeling in the middle that, of the field? Like, that's I, no. Like, I've, of course, he I've kept always running. said that there's, the, I've, there's nothing to do with toughness. It's just like what any player would do. I've always said the coolest part about that was just to be able to see like what what is what his face looks like. You know what I mean? Like sure. you can't like that's that it was like interesting. That's fair. Um, yeah. I'm right, not but, writing on it for that. Cause cause like you can't see like all of the head turns that a player makes with their helmet on, like when they're running down the field. So like it was interesting in that sense. But you're right. Like I I have never, even in my like, you know, youth, been like, what a what a beast. Like what he he's unafraid. Like you're right. Like the same thing would happen to like any single uh NFL player. Um, but um okay. Um, I have two well, more. One of them is okay, really okay. quick. Go ahead. Uh, are you are you willing to are you unwilling to play Tony Pollard because you gave the contract you did to Ezekiel oh, Elliott? And I, Hunter, yeah, I so would, that's quick. It's if just, if we're being strategic, the if if the truth serum is like wearing off at this point, so like we're worried about it not being accurate, I would love to like phrase that question to Mike McCarthy and say, have you been prohibited? Have you been told to prioritize Ezekiel Elliott over yes. Tony Pollard? That's how I would ask the question. That's a quick one. That's just not like, you know, this is, I'm burning this one question, but I just want to throw it in there. Um, and the real one I have is for Mike McCarthy. It is what percentage chance do you think you're the Cowboys head coach in 2023? I mean, there's I would, no way he's like 100%. But like, I mean, I think he believes there's it's no 100%. Way. I, I think he I believes think it. He does. I think he uh, knows the Peyton stuff. He's not like that dumb. I don't think he's dumb at all. I think he's really intelligent. Um, but let's let's get I, this written down. RJ, Mike <laughs> McCarthy is smart. I think I think every like you don't make it to the NFL if you don't have some level of intelligence. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think he's like a dunce. Um, Urban Meyer. I would love to ask like if if I'm like stirring. Okay, there's your one example. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I would love to ask Mike McCarthy what is Dak Prescott better at than Aaron Rodgers? Nothing. Come on, that's yeah. We've 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 had such harmony. Not, like, right? Oh, what's he better? Okay, maybe he's 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 more athletic. Like Aaron Rodgers isn't like that athletic. I, okay, actually, right? I would love to know. Like, is Dak Prescott easier to work with than Aaron Rodgers? I think the answer is like obviously yes, but still, like I would love to hear that. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I would love to hear. I would love to ask Mike McCarthy, kind of like you know everybody else have asked. Like, who do you blame? Who who do you blame the most for the circus? Like you've been, you've been in two very different organizations. Like who, what, like, or maybe not who, but like, what are the problems in your, cause like, look, I understand that like not everybody believes Mike McCarthy is like a great head coach, but he's been through a lot of organizations and worked with a lot of great head coaches and a lot of stable levels of ownership, including not even a level of ownership in green Bay. And so like, I would love to ask him like, what, what are the problems that you identify with the Cowboys organization? I would love to hear that. If you could pick any owner to report to, who would you pick? Mm. that's what i'm asking mccarthy okay um do we have any questions for zeke do you want to ask zeke like do you think you're better than tony pollard because that would be a, a kind of another like he might believe it thing you know eh. i would love to ask cd did did you I, I mean i think we know the answer but like did you really want to wear number 88 or was it forced on you Hmm. Do you know this? It was forced on. Like Jerry, want, Jerry had a teammate at Arkansas whose yeah. last name was okay. So just making sure you knew. Um, CD wanted to wear ten that night. He was drafted. He told uh, one fight through the fan that he wanted to wear number ten. So would have been a bad choice. Eighty is way better for him. I don't know, man. He's hashtag I, he jersey like, number analytics. He's a big uh, receiver. He has to wear eighty-eight. You said he's a big receiver. I think he's really small. Like I, th- I think ten looks solid on him. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean oh, he's bigger I, than the usual ten. I have a, a better question or a really good question. I would love to ask Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones or even Mike McCarthy. So like the brain trust here, I would, I would love to ask them, is truth serum involved here? 
did you guys really move on from LP Ladders here last year? Because <laughs> he was going one. to pass Jason Witten for most games played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I would, I one. would that like, cause do you really believe that they like, like in your, in your not trolling mindset, do you really believe that it's possible that that's why they moved on from him? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I How could you not? Do. Yeah. I mean, it's a long snapper. Who cares? Yeah. He'd been around for, at that time, 14 years. Yeah. That poof, gone. You can get another one at like any time. I, okay. My last one. Uh, this one's for Jerry specifically. Is the reason that you will not put up curtains so that you can have pretty photos of your stadium like all over the place? Is that the reason? I would love to know that. Cause like, I don't know if you, like people, it's a thing now. Like uh, the other night, Kenny Chesney performed there. And they had curtains. <laughs> like they, they have curtains up. And so it's like they have them. They can do it. They do it for other events. But they do not do them for the like literal events that the building was designed for. What um, do you mean curtains don't get like what are you talking about? You know how the sun glare like hits at oh, AT&T Stadium yeah, and like and afternoon games and like it's always like a big crazy glare. So they ha- they do have curtains that they put up on those windows for concerts or like when they have the Final Four or whatever, like mm-hmm. WrestleMania, stuff like that, to like create the like, you know theater effect uh but jerry has refused to address the idea of putting up curtains for those afternoon games despite the fact that the sun clearly presents some sort of disadvantage for the team um you wouldn't ask jerry anything about uh jimmy johnson i mean i guess um I don't know if you saw or this Jimmy Johnson did. anything about Jerry, maybe? No, I don't think that would be like I think it would be more revealing to ask Jerry. Um I don't yeah. know if you saw my tweet last week. Um I'm gonna get it wrong, but Debrickashaw Ferguson, um, Nick Mangold, and I'm missing one more. Um were oh Darrell Rivista uh were announced as players who will be entering the New York Jets Ring of Honor this year. Cool, great, awesome, deserving. Nick Mangold, by the way, friend of the Espionation NFL show. Um they were all drafted like their careers began at a point that it was already like embarrassingly late for Jimmy Johnson to not be in the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. And then they all like lived out their own careers <laughs> and then retired and reached a point of enough time having passed to where the Jets were like, let's put these players in the Ring of Honor. And I was talking to stats about this, our, our buddy. Um, and he was like, look, like the, it's the Jets. And I agree with that. Like not every team's ring of honor is as prestigious or illustrious as, as other teams, but the Cowboys is obviously a legit one. I know even you would admit that, but Jimmy, like, and I love the Dallas Cowboys and their ring of honor, but like it is nothing compared to the hall of fame. No ring of honor is right. And Jimmy has literally been deemed one of the best coaches in NFL history to the point that he's in the hall of fame. It's, it's like, I don't even have the word to describe what it is that he's not in the ring of honor. Like, it's not embarrassing. It's not sad. It's not pathetic. Like, I don't have the proper word to quantify what it is. It also is just not even real. Like, obviously, like, it's a, like whatever. It's not, but it's like, it's not this real, like, it's, it's an then and whatever. It's like one day. It's, it's like, it's not like this. It's really not that big of a lift. Even if you hated him, it's like, you, could, you just have to swallow your pride for like one day and then it's fine. I will never like, you know, I, I will never find it not amazing or ironic or crazy or whatever that the night the Eagles like partied at AT&T Stadium in what was then the biggest loss ever handed to the Cowboys at the like palace Jerry Jones built. That was the, that was the night that he went was celebrated yeah. for going into the Hall of Fame. And <laughs> I like that that um that like deficit has since been outdone. Shout out to the Cowboys. Uh, like the, the margin by which they lost. But that was correct me if I'm wrong. That was that not one of the best like nights of that year for you as an Eagles fan? Right, like it, no. Okay, well, like I mean, it's in it's the up moment, there because yes, it was but, like the Cowboys, right? Like it has to be like in this cool little box, right? Is in the fair? moment, it was cool, but looking back, it's like it's not one of the bigger wins. I would say of that season, I would say the Panthers game sticks out more. The Giants game, the uh, or the Jake Elliott field goal winner sticks out more. The Rams game sticks out more. Like third okay, games maybe- that stick out more. My point is, it was this it's like ex- it was this exclamation point sort of win for your the second your, Washington game. I would put above that it was this exclamation point sort of win for one of your biggest rivals on in a season that they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like it's not just that yeah. it was like to them; it was the year that they won the Super Bowl. And so, like, right. yes, um, the context makes it even worse. Right. That's that's all I was getting at. But it wasn't um, like the Eagles blew out the Cowboys and then they lost in the first round like the Cowboys right, did right. for a year. An embarrassing. I guess question. if we have to like word the question, I think the question is is the reason you are not, or let me rephrase. 
are you waiting to put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor until you win a Super Bowl without him to prove that like you're because that's like what a lot of people believe. Uh, that's like the heavy like assumption, you know, presumptive theory about this. And I, I hated last year when Jerry got all this credit in the lead up to the Hall of Fame celebration. He was like, he's going in. And everybody was like, see, he's doing it. What has he done? <laughs> <laughs> like, he hasn't done anything. Like, it's just it, it was such like lame, fake cheers for nothing. Um, he's gonna consult with some people you know he's, he's like look we're, we're just trying to make it happen there's, there's we just have to talk to some people it's dude like, like, it's like you're making that, the decision you do it this is a good thing to end on because like people bag on them for not signing this free agent or not making this trade or whatever and they say like they don't want to win because other teams are willing to do these things you know what? like those things involve some work and like some factors that are outside of their control this is literally the like easiest possible thing to do and not only that it would achieve so much goodwill with with your fans that you yeah, get right pissed what is off. the downside there is none other than like personal uh like pissed offness for right. jerry if he really is that way um so yeah it sucks thanks for bringing it up all right um okay last one question uh, you would ask me if you'd use him oh um i'm not gonna actually have to answer it to be clear what is something blogging the boys does that you wish bleeding green nation did well, I mean, that's easy. I just, you know, got to get better at the video stuff. That's it. I would say, I would say, um, I think Bleeding Green Nation's like follow through and like this extends like the whole Bleeding Green Nation universe is amazing. Like, it, like every fan at Bleeding Green Nation, it feels like they live and die with the site. That's an amazing job. Shout out to Bleeding Green Nation, the unicorn, as we like to call them. Yeah, I think that's part of Philly too. Like just the, like that speaks to uh, Philadelphia culture. On the subject of that, Brandon, uh, this is now the proper way to end. Um, I meant to read uh, this review at the beginning of the show. Um, so shout out to everyone who listens, subscribes, leaves a rating, writes a review, and who does the cross review. Um, this comes to us from Billy Felon on the Blog and the Boys uh, podcast network. Five star rating left almost a week ago, first day of June. And it is titled Sports Pet Peeve. Remember we talked about pet peeves last week? Mm -hmm. So here's what Billy wrote. <clears throat> Thought I'd throw my sports pet peeve in the discussion. I can't stand when listing a score and the lower score is listed first. For example, 14 to 24 instead of 24 to 14. That drives me crazy because it makes no sense to list the smaller score first. I see it most often when listing away team first or if it's a team specific account, that team is listed first no matter what but it still doesn't make sense because you wouldn't say out loud, we lost 14 to 24. Anyway, I enjoyed the NFC's mixtape despite being a loyal yet long-suffering Giants fan. Really like where Sh uh, Shane excuse me, and Dable are taking the team. The Shane thing still, you know, difficult to kind of do off, off yeah. the cuff. Um, but um, what do we think of the pet peeve from Billy? I think that's fair. It's I... a really, like, soccer does it a lot. You know, like, but because they, like, they present things no, with the no. home team first. Oh, yeah, nil. No, I mean, whatever. But uh, soccer does that a lot. I agree. Like, team accounts, don't do that. Mm. I really – let's not do that. Yeah. Team accounts tweeting, you know, after, like, a bad loss final and the, the score graphic. Uh, <laughs> I saw the – uh, At Treblaw thing. A uh, guy on Twitter, at Treblaw, is, is always, like, kind of uh, harping on that about how that's always really embarrassing. The uh, Tigers lost the Yankees last week, like, 13-0, 11-0, something like that, and they tweeted something like, today's game is over it did not go well like i love that like <laughs> just just like lean into it like i'm cool with that like that's fine um do you have a sports pet peeve that you want to share before we leave the score thing reminded me of when uh i think i was little and like my dad taught me that i feel like usually in any kind of graphic with two different team names and there's one on the bottom that one's always the home team or that should always be the home except team. for soccer home teams. teams right well, yeah, I don't know how what's going on in that universe, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like that should be adhered to, and I think it mostly is. But sometimes they come across something, and it's not. I'm like, what's what are we doing here? Like, does it, the home team should always be at the bottom. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna isolate mine to football specifically, and it's something that are the NFL, I guess, um, and it's something I have to deal with every year. I have to put out this fire every year. All right, and I know this upsets you, uh, but when the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving every single Cowboys fan, it feels like complains. The NFL is making the Cowboys play three games in 11 days. First of all, it's not so 11 dumb. days. 
you have to count the 12th day. That is the day that they are playing. So it's three <laughs> games in 12 days. The first of all, the math is wrong. Second of all, every team has to do this. Every single team. Like every single team has to do that when they go from Sunday to Sunday to Thursday. Every single team. I understand your contention that the Cowboys never have to play a road Thursday game. That is actually changing this season. Did you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But there's a, like, I think that team are, there's like, there's something in there that kind of gets mitigated. It's like they're, it's the Cowboys are coming off a of buyer. It's like there's something there where like it's mitigated still and it's bs i forget exactly um, hang what on. it was I'm, i saw someone point that out at one point it's I, it's too deep for me to pull it up but i will, I will i'm find making that sure so the week before um no it's it's straight up it's normal the week before dallas has um There's oh something you're right no it. i'm sorry the week before dallas has philly but on christmas eve which is a saturday really? so see like it, they get they still is. get more than <laughs> usual look i mean the Titans are in the same boat. That's the team that, that Dallas is playing that day. So they have the exact same advantage slash, dis, slash disadvantage. So, um, Not really because it's on the road. And that's like the – Whatever. The, I hate the I hate to like complain that like Dallas is the only team that has to play three games in 12 days. That's the point that's dumb. Yeah, that's um, dumb. Okay, Brandon, um, you did it all. You said it all. I did it all. I said it all. Do you feel like you left anything back? Do you feel like you didn't give you everything you had to this episode? I always give. Mm. I want to give, RJ. You know, um, I used to say that I would give a hundred percent, and then I and then I thought about it, and I, I you know, some of, some of the things in my life get a hundred percent, but but sometimes fifty percent is enough, and sometimes sixty three percent is enough, and but ultimately I've decided that I've got to give three of three percent of myself to everything. That's 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 how I live my life. RW three is is just give three percent, and and tomorrow give three percent more than you gave today, and then before you know it, you add up those threes and those threes and those threes, and you can't get to a hundred because it, it, it's not divisible by three. But if you give 3% more today than you gave yesterday, that that's the Russell Wilson way. Broncos country. That's right. Give 3% more tomorrow, Brandon, than you gave today. Maybe. <laughs> um, you can ask me for some final words here. Uh, no, I'm going to ask you to say the three most random words that you can think of and they have to be independent of one another and then we say goodbye go i, I was going to do something different that oh, okay. tied do, into what i brought up thing, at the top of the show do, i think it might be thing, better do the thing you want that, that, that's probably better here we stand worlds apart hearts broken in two 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 that was basically three words <laughs>